0: Five, four, three, two, one, zero, all engine running. Lift off. We have a liftoff.
1: Oh, we 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 have a liftoff. But you're also not married yet.
0: Yes. Schrodinger's wedding.
1: Exactly. It exists in a liminal state between Kieran being (laughs) a non-married man and a married man. Because as we record this episode of Holy Half Hour, the Christian Entertainment Podcast, Kieran is not married. But as you listen to it, he will in fact Mm. be a married man. Isn't that exciting? How do you feel, Kieran?
0: I feel very excited, mate. I can't believe it.
1: Can't it's can't uh, you're it's, married already. Yeah, I it's
0: mean. super exciting. I, l- let me tell you, married life is great. I'm absolutely <laughs> loving it, Pre- presumably in the future. No, I'm sure I will be.
1: You know, I was once told that the best thing about the morning after your wedding is that you no longer have a wedding to organise. And I definitely <laughs> felt uh, that yes. the morning after my wedding. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I am looking forward to the sweet relief of not being wedding planning anymore. Yes, Definitely.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, I thought it'd be rude not to at least include some wedding nonsense in this week's Holy Half Hour. So <laughs> if you are triggered by weddings, you might want to skip this one, but we're still going to have a great mix of quizzes, uh, Bible facts, nonsense musical segments, and all the other great Holy Half Hour stuff. We're looking at the book of Colossians, Kieran has a Bible fact for us later in the show. But let's start with a uh, with a little icebreaker question, Kieran, which is... um. What's the best piece of marriage advice you've been given so far, or have you been given any? maybe you haven't been given any i don't know. I,
0: I don't know I mean I think being in church a lot in, mm-hmm. over the course of half my life and being around a lot of married couples and you know a lot of older people who like to dispense wisdom I feel mm-hmm. like I've been given a fair bit of marriage advice over the years uh unsolicited, but still you know <laughs> it's good to have. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say that wouldn't fall back on some probably cliched thing, to be honest, bro. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, the importance of communication is a thing that has been talked about by a lot of married friends in my yes. life. And it's also uh, we we have been doing a sort of marriage prep course, which, you know, uh, a lot of people do. And it sort of emphasizes the importance of communication. And, you know, so that's definitely been something Um just a sort of, you know, very basic sort of exercises in how to listen to someone else, mm-hmm. <laughs> which are very simple but are very important reminders, um, mm. have actually been really useful tools, I think, you know, and, and will will be, will continue to be. Um, yeah. It's amazing how just being able to say to someone, you know, I hear what you're saying. I, I think this is what I understand by what you're saying. Am I correct? It's amazing how <laughs> yeah. how how much that opens doors isn't it
1: yeah definitely.
0: definitely not not just in marriage but I think probably in life in general so uh it's uh a, it's a good a good tool communication very important
1: yeah definitely I've got lots of advice giving um planned, but um right now, my wife and I are going through some uh, marriage uh, you know looking over marriage stuff. Again and looking again at the you know covenant versus uh, contract type relationship stuff that Tim Keller writes a lot about and it's all amazing stuff. But I think one quick thing is um, your marriages work always and often very fun work, but it's because you're always changing and your wife's always changing, and you should never expect to arrive at a finished marriage or a perfect marriage or a completed marriage because. Mm in order to do that, you would have to stay the same. And no one no one stays the same. We're always changing. Um, so it's always going to be a revelation of, of learning who this new person is um, all the time. And that's exciting as well, because it means that, you know, if things are tough, sometimes you're going to change and, and your partner going to change. And even if things are good, sometimes it means that, hey, it could, it could get could get even better or might get tougher but either way each season is is its own season and and, uh, it's exciting to always uh, to see how your partner evolves over the years and how they change and see how your your relationship changes and evolves and that's kind of an exciting thing Uh, it's it's nice to watch things grow and uh, and they take investment but it's cool so yeah you don't stay the same Kieran so don't expect your spouse to
0: helpful reminder thanks man
1: absolutely well you're welcome but do you know what does stay the same kieran is the format of this show on average So uh... <laughs>
0: yes it does <laughs> shall we get into it's it broadly <laughs> the same from week to week you're absolutely right yeah let's do yeah. that man let's do all that all right
1: here we go Okay, Kieran, it's time for a quiz. And I thought it'd be rude not to do a wedding quiz. So wedding traditions around the world, according to Ah. Brides.com. So I found this article, Kieran, on Brides.com, written by Nancy Mattia and Andrea Park. Um, And they put forth a bunch of wedding traditions from various countries around the world. And this is simply a true-false quiz. Um... With the true ones, they are as written. And with the false ones, I've changed a key piece of information from them. So they're rooted in some amount of truth, but I've changed something which is significant enough to make it false. So it's not completely Mm. made up by me because that would have taken ages and also (laughs) would have probably been obvious. Um, (laughs) However, there is a slight caveat with this quiz. I feel the need to cover my bases. Number one, This is according to two people who aren't me. They authored this article. Uh, Number two, this is by no means in any way intending to be a xenophobic quiz. Different traditions are beautiful and wonderful and are in no way strange. They're just interesting. And the final caveat is, according to this article, there's a Scottish tradition, Kieran, that says this. Scottish brides and grooms are captured by their friends the day before the ceremony and covered in everything from molasses and ash to flower and feathers before being paraded around town. The goal may seem (laughs) to be ultimate humiliation, but the ritual stems from the practice of trying to ward off evil spirits. Now, I don't know about you, Kieran, Mm. but of all the weddings I've ever been to, that's never happened. There are some shenanigans for, for, you know... uh, stag doos and, and hen perhaps that could be similar to that but I, I don't know if i'd say it's a scottish tradition would you say that's a scottish tradition kieran
0: no i have never ever ever seen that yeah so exactly. that's interesting i wonder where they got that from
1: so yeah. i mean i'm sure that that's happened and there are certainly you know there's i've heard tell of stag that that end with the groom being tied to a lamppost with a bin bag over his head or whatever but I wouldn't say it's a, a strong died in the world tradition, at least not in my experience as a Scottish person. Uh, so I say that so that with these following traditions, a credit to other countries that you might want to take with a bit of a pinch of salt. So if you're if you're listening from one of these countries and you're like, we don't do that, what a lot of nonsense. Then you know, write to brides.com, not to us. <laughs> um, so anyway, enough um, making excuses. Let's have a quiz, shall we? Here is wedding tradition around the world number one. While most about to be marrieds brim with excitement and anticipation, Congolese couples must keep their happiness in check. During their entire wedding day, from ceremony to reception, the two are not allowed to smile. If they do, it would mean they aren't serious about marriage. Is this a true or false Congolese wedding tradition, Kieran?
0: Oof. I don't know. I'm going to say false.
1: you going to say false?
0: Yeah. All yeah. right, let's
1: take a look and see.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah,
1: purportedly, this is a true tradition for Congolese couples. Not allowed to right, smile. Right. How do you feel about that? Could you think you could uh, go through your wedding day without cracking a smile?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm a pretty <laughs> smiley person, I'd say, Michael, on the whole. Yeah. yeah so I'd... I would. I would struggle. I struggle on a normal day. Mm. Which I guess is a nice thing, to a nice struggle to have, Yeah, to not crack a smile occasionally. Mm. But yeah, I would absolutely, I'll be a goner at the wedding. Definitely. Be grinning from ear to ear.
1: Uh, Yeah, I definitely remember my face just being really sore at my wedding. Like, you know, how much you do, like massaging your cheeks, like, oh my gosh, can't smile anymore, it hurts. Um, But that probably says more about the frequency with which I smile on a normal day more than it does about my wedding day. um, (laughs) Okay, here's number two on the marquesas islands of french polynesia once the wedding has come to an end the relatives of the bride lay side by side face down on the ground while the bride and groom walk over them like a human rug hmm. what do you think kieran do the bride and groom I find... in french polynesia walk over their family like a rug
0: i find that somewhat convincing yeah <laughs> Yeah, perhaps it's some metaphor about leaving your old life behind. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you I'm just gonna, want to do it, I'm don't you, say, Kieran?
1: You just want your whole family.
0: Well, to lie down, face down. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it happen now. <laughs> but uh, no, but but, but uh, I think, I think that could be a real thing. So I'm gonna say it's true. Yeah. All right,
1: well, let's check it out. We yay! It is indeed true, Kieran. Well done. Okay, one and one. Here's the third. At French Canadian ceremonies, the couple's older unmarried siblings traditionally perform a dance, all wearing wacky, brightly colored wigs. As they dance, guests throw money at them, which is then collected and presented to the newlyweds. What do you think? Wacky dances in French, in French Canada. Canada.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I, there's something about the brightly colored wigs smacks of maybe not being true so (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna say yes i'm i'm gonna say no all right now
1: let's see well done kieran Mm. and you're right it was the brightly colored wigs that was not true it was in fact that they do (laughs) perform a dance but they wear brightly colored socks
0: ah right okay so there you go yeah
1: purportedly. Mm. Um, It may not actually happen, just like the Scottish one. Okay, you're doing well. (laughs) Two and one. Here is the fourth. We've got six, by the way, to choose from. French brides and grooms traditionally eat chocolate and champagne after the reception. Bad news. They must consume these treats from a dog bowl.
0: (laughs) Uh... Yeah, go on. <laughs> Why not? I, <laughs> obviously, that seems very odd to me, mm. but uh, but you know, it might be true. Who am I to judge? Oh, we're, uh, no judgment here. So you know, there are there are probably stranger things on the list, mm-hmm. and so I am going to say, yeah, all right. I think that could be true.
1: All right, let's check it
0: out. Oh, oh I'm
1: afraid not, Kieran. The tradition is actually that they must consume them from a toilet bowl or chamber pot. (laughs) So there you go. Okay. Wow. Even worse, potentially. Um, Depending on whether either one has been cleaned beforehand. So Mm. two and two with two to go, all the play for. Here we go, fifth tradition. Before a Czech bride and groom tie the knot, an infant is placed on the couple's bed to bless and enhance their fertility. Once they've wed, guests shower them with rice, peas, or lentils, also to promote fertility.
0: Yeah, all right. <laughs> I think I could believe that.
1: <laughs> Just rubbing a baby on the bed,
0: and then the you know throwing rice and other fruit. <laughs> uh, throwback there throwback. to a previous episode, but I, I'm I'm going to say yes. I think this maybe happens.
1: All right, let's check it out. Oh, well done. Hey. this one is purportedly true. Um, so, three correct, two wrong, last one. Here we go. On the day of okay. the wedding, in a ritual called Juta Chupai, an Indian bride's mischievous sisters and female cousins make off with the groom's underwear and demand ransom money for their safe return.
0: Hmm. What do you think? I think something like this happens. Mm. but does it happen with underwear that's the question Mm. i'm not sure about the underwear that's the thing so i'm gonna say no because it's the underwear and it's maybe the reality is they run off with something else
1: Mm. do you think the underwear is too rude
0: yeah i just feel like i don't know i know very little about that culture but that seems like a very sort of intimate personal thing and perhaps they mm. would go for something a bit less you know not, not such high stakes <laughs> fair enough <laughs> but <laughs> but who knows
1: all right well let's see if you're right <phone rings> mm. not only are you right that it is false but you're right that it's not the underwear they do in fact steal <laughs> the shoes Ah, Which I would argue is less intimate. So, uh, yeah, well done, Kieran. Four correct, two wrong. I think it bodes well for your upcoming nuptials. Or, (laughs) if you're listening to this, the fact that you're already married.
0: (laughs) It also bodes ill for what uh, Michael, as my best man, might plan for me the the night before the wedding. (laughs) Yeah. Tarred and feathered, underwear stolen. Eating from a toilet. (laughs) Eating from a toilet. (laughs) (laughs) I have all that to look forward to.
1: Ooh, unlikely worship songs. Unlikely. Okay, Kieran, it's time for this week's Unlikely Worship Song. The only segment that I don't have any control over and therefore couldn't shoehorn any wedding things into i don't know if you happen to have been inspired to do anything about a wedding kieran question mark
0: well there's a there's a sort of uh you know tangential link in a way to something Mm -hmm. wedding related here um you know michael i've i've tried to be good Mm -hmm. in our in our you know the last few podcasts we've recorded and not rely too much on remixes (laughs) Which I've been doing quite a few of lately, Yeah. because um, they are they are they are tremendous fun to make, mm. and they're also a little bit easier than coming up with a song from scratch. Yeah, I can imagine. So, uh, so we had a couple of original songs the last couple of weeks. So I've allowed myself a little treat here, and I've done a <laughs> remix now. <laughs> but there was, you know, th- th- there was some, you know, purpose behind this because I did need to work through some things from a previous mm. episode because. Michael uh, did a quiz a few weeks ago, folks, uh, about fruit and were certain things fruit or not. And mm. my mind was absolutely blown. And uh, so this is my little, uh, it's a little bit of sort of um, music therapy for myself working <laughs> through that. I've created this uh, this remix. Um, yeah, so have a listen, Michael, and, and right. see what you think.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to seeing... How you've remixed this one, Kieran? All right, here it is.
0: All right, <laughs> no, of course it's not. Uh, of course rice is not a fruit. Don't be ridiculous. Now ring. Now get the kazoo. <laughs>
1: All right, let's find out.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> rice is it? Rice is it? Rice is it? Rice is it fruit? Rice is it? Rice is it? Now you're now your mind is blown. Rice is it? Arises it. Erases it. Erases it. Fruit. Erases it. Erases it. Narrow <laughs> your narrow your mind a
0: Greens are fruit. Why didn't they are? I didn't know. Tell now. me, Michael. This feels like. Why has this been kept from the public until now?
1: Well, with great knowledge comes with great responsibility, <laughs> and some some knowledge is too much to bear for the general public. <laughs> Erases it. Erases it. Erases it. Erices it. Fruit. Erases it. Erases it. Now you're your mind. doing Rice is it? Rice is it? Rice is it? Rice is it fruit. Rice is it? Rice it? Now you're ario man Nice. Good echo there the so echo. There
0: you go uh, and traditionally, you know, rice is, was used to be thrown at weddings. Yes. Uh, so there you go. That's the link.
1: So if you are listening to this, um then just know that we Threw all kinds of fruit at Kieran after his wedding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Butternut squash. (laughs) Especially during the speech. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, that was very good, Kieran. I mean, you know, as always, I love your musical contributions to the show. I personally bopped my head to my own, the sound of my own voice to a a dance beat, Mm -hmm. which made me feel a little bit dirty. But. uh, but no it's good man and uh you know rice is a fruit and now your mind is blown
0: i uh, yeah yeah is rice pudding a fruit
1: (laughs) uh yeah the top 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 three 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 well kieran here we are again top three you're on a top three Mm -hmm. rampage recently but maybe just maybe this week's wedding themed top three We'll stump you. Who knows? Um, I have three pairs of wedding words, uh, which I have searched in the New International Version of the Bible, and I have found out which one appears more out of each pair. Kieran, as always, you've got to find the more numerously mentioned word. Here's the first wedding pair. Bride and bridegroom. (laughs) <laughs> which appears more in the new international version of the bible
0: well the thing about these words michael is that i imagine they appear together quite a lot so mm. it's it's probably a close one but i think bride probably uh gets uh, further because how many how often is bridegroom used except in in maybe the parables of jesus or perhaps mm uh you know i don't know if it's used in relation to jesus himself Mm. somewhere um but yeah but whereas i think bride is a concept you know that's spread probably more widely through scripture so i'm gonna say bride wins
1: all right let's take a look oh well done kieran Bride appears in 27 verses and bridegroom appears in 22. So it was pretty close, Mm. but you were correct. Okay. Okay, Kieran. Hmm, you'd be thinking, how many other wedding words can there really be in the Bible? (laughs) Well, did you think about rings and vows? Hmm? Oh. So we're moving on to the ceremony now, you see. It's in stages. Yeah, yeah. So rings and vows, Kieran. I like this. What do you think? Uh-huh.
0: I think that, um, see, where rings I think is likely to come up is, is in uh, like instructions for building the tabernacle and that sort of thing. There's probably a probably lot friend, of rings in there. Friend. Yeah, our old friend. Every <laughs> there's week, there's probably a lot of like, rings in there.
1: Now, is this word yeah. in the instructions yeah, on yeah. building the tabernacle? <laughs> and yeah, if so, yeah. bump up exactly. by like 50.
0: Exactly, exactly. But then at the same time, there's a lot of vows in Scripture, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a lot of references to that, I think. So, which one is it? Again, I feel like this might be a close one. I'm going to say vows.
1: All right, let's take a look and see.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh,
1: he's making it interesting. It was a close one. Rings is in 34 verses and vows in 30. So Mm -hmm. uh, pretty close, but uh, it's 1-1, and it all comes down to this, Kieran. You're there, your bride's there, you've had the ceremony, (laughs) it's time for the reception, and you know what that means. It's time for cake and dancing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Cake and
1: dancing, Kieran, what do you think? Cake and
0: dancing. Oh, man. I think probably dancing is is in the lead here. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Right. You sure?
0: I think that I think that if cake comes up, it's maybe more likely to be cakes plural and that mm-hmm. sort of context of talking about various foods together. Yeah. So that's why I think that dancing might be the winner there. All right. I'm not certain, but let's I'm going to say dancing.
1: I hear that the success of Kieran's marriage comes down to this. If he gets it right or wrong, let's have a look. Oh, hey. you, what a relief! Wow, relief! <laughs> wow, who knew so much ro- was riding on uh, such a silly question? Um, <laughs> here we are. Cake appears in three verses in the Bible, and dancing in fourteen. So you are correct, sir. Mm. Well done. Clean sweep mm. on the wedding quizzes. I think. Yeah. Yep. Let me just check. Yep. That, yep. That means you're ready to get married. So uh,
0: <laughs> excellent! I've passed. <laughs> Great. Well, I, I I have to know, Michael, with the rings question. What was the were the mentions of rings primarily in? You know, the Pentateuch and the instructions for building the tabernacle, or are they all over the place? Do you know? What an we're excellent question, Kieran.
1: I will tell you the answer to that right now.
0: Oh, excellent.
1: Um, they are <laughs> predominantly in Exodus.
0: Yes, hmm. there
1: is like. So there's 34 in total, one in Genesis, one in Numbers, one in Judges, one in Esther, one in Isaiah, one in Daniel, one in Hosea, and 27 Mm. in Exodus. And yes, all about casting rings. And I'll just say Mm. also, just to mention one more time, that the way that this quiz works is um, it counts the number of verses which contain the word. So for example, uh, in Exodus 25, 12, it says, cast four gold rings for it and fasten them to its four feet with two rings on one side and two rings on the other. But that would only be counted once. Even though it says rings three times, Once, yeah. it's how many verses have the word in it that we use in the quiz since for a few weeks now Um, because they changed the way that the search algorithm works. So, yeah, Mm. uh, you're right that all of the rings do appear in, well, predominantly appear in the uh, tabernacle instructions in Exodus. So, yeah.
0: Hmm. Ah yes Here we go Timothy my dear boy Turn up the bass After all a little bass is good for your stomach (laughs) Bible facts Blowing up your brain with these actual Factual Mildly intellectual Bible facts Every book covered with a crazy fun fact for you Bible facts 66 books. We're not counting the apocalypse. Bible facts. Bible facts. Bible facts. Bible facts.
1: Okay, Liminal Kieran, it's time for you to give us a Colossians fact. As you know, listeners, we're working our way through the entire Bible, giving a Bible fact for each book, and it has fallen to our friend Kieran to give us the facts on Colossians.
0: Well, yeah, Michael, I can't believe we are so far through. Uh, we're barreling through the New Testament, and uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun doing these Bible facts. Um, so yeah, Colossians this week, um, I really just want to focus on, a bit like I did with my last Bible fact, I want to focus on a particular, uh, particularly famous uh, passage of Scripture from this book and just have a little look-see at it and see if we can uh, uncover anything that's maybe new or, or a, u- a useful reminder. So I love Colossians 1. I love that segment, Michael, that's titled The Supremacy of the Son of God. It's just Mm. such an awesome and awe inspiring picture of who Jesus is. Uh, And I'm going to read it here. So I'm I'm in Colossians 1, uh, verses 15 to 20. So uh, here they are The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. shed on the cross. Uh, so there's so much in that passage. Um, mm-hmm. But I really just wanted to highlight a, a couple of things here uh, that I thought were interesting. Um, so, so the first one is that word image. The sun is the image of the invisible God. Um, and, and one of the things that uh, I found interesting, reading through some commentaries to, uh, to prepare for today um the so image here is not just likeness because likeness can be a you know a superficial thing you know uh image here uh and this is um, this is from vincent's word studies i'm i'm picking this up image implies a prototype uh it says here it embodies the essential verity of its prototype um, so we're, we're so what it's saying there is this is it's more than just a, more than just a likeness, you know, more than just a superficial thing. Uh, this is um, as Philippians two six says, and and you picked up on this last week, Michael, when we looked at Philippians. Philippians two six talks about Jesus being in very nature God, mm. you know. So it's it's more than a it's more than a, a resemblance. It's a, it's an embodiment of you know. This is the, the, the nature of God in this man, Jesus. And uh, I love, I love that, uh, that line that Jesus is the image of the invisible God, mm-hmm. you know, that sense that we see God, we see who God is and what God is like through the person of Jesus. Um, and that's an incredible thing. So image, more than just a superficial facial thing. Um, The other thing that I think is interesting in this passage is uh, when it talks about Jesus being firstborn over all creation, you know, Uh, Mm. and and what what does that mean, you know, Uh, and I think it's important to avoid any suggestion that Jesus was the first thing to be created because we know that scripture says in him all things were made. So that's a clear, clear sense that, you know, Jesus was present and involved in that act of creation that brought, you know, the universe as we know it into being. Uh, and what that looked like and how that worked, I have no idea, an incredible mystery. But I think, you know, I, I, I say that because I, I highlight this because, you know, that there are um, other faiths that reinterpret who Jesus is, and would say that he is not God, that he's not part of the Godhead, uh, and that he was created, and was not, you know, is uh, not eternal in that sense, uh, or has not existed from the beginning. and And I, I just think that Scripture is very clear that that's not the case; hmm. that Jesus is God. And I think it, we get a very strong case for that here in this passage and elsewhere in Scripture. Um, that Jesus existed before all things were made, yeah. um, and I think I, I think that also points to the sovereignty of Jesus, that Jesus is the in the image of the invisible God, existed before creation as part of the Godhead, and. He is exalted above all thrones. Um, and you, again, last week shared that scripture, Michael, about how every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. You know, mm. uh, this passage is headed the supremacy of Christ. You know, uh, there's there, there's no, I think, no doubt left here about who Jesus is, mm. uh, his importance, and his his supremacy uh, as the Son of God and as part of the, the Godhead. Mm. So, so those are really the two things that I wanted to highlight today. Um, image more than just a superficial thing. When we see Jesus, we see uh, the nature of God mm. and Jesus firstborn overall creation, meaning existed before anything was made and was involved in that creating and bringing all that we know and see into being. So two points today, uh, but huge in their implications. Yeah, definitely. But we're just touching on them very briefly here. But that's what I what I wanted to wanted to highlight today.
1: It's good, man. I think uh, it's really good, and I commend you for uh, for choosing a, a fairly challenging and and uh, you know deep piece of scripture. Which you know, there's a lot in there, and those things can be can be challenging mm. to unpack for all of us. Um, I mean, it's really good uh it definitely speaks to me that idea of uh, jesus being the image of god and and there from the very beginning and and ensue and, and having that supremacy that that um that status which is above all and i think it's really important to to remember that jesus is supreme and is above all uh, but that that isn't Is not used to lord it over (laughs) us and to make us feel lesser. It's important that Jesus is above all because it's only through his ability to be above all, the fact that he is God, the fact that he is eternal, that he is capable of dying for us and redeeming us and making that thing which is imperfect, us, perfect in God's sight because he gave up his own perfection. There's a lot in the passage you read about reconciliation. Um, And I think that's important Mm -hmm. to go hand in hand. Jesus is supreme. And because of that, he is supremely equipped to reconcile all things to himself and to Mm -hmm. each other. Um, And it always, anytime we think about reconciliation, it makes me think about shalom, which is the, the Hebrew word for peace. Um, but it's much more than just the word for peace, it's the word for harmony, for wholeness, for completeness, for reconciliation. Shalom was not just saying hello or peace be with you, it was saying it was it was a call towards things being in their right state, reconciled to one another, um, the world being in its right state, peaceful state, each other being Reconciled to each other, being peaceful with each other, being whole with each other, and us having a peaceful, reconciled, whole relationship with God. Yeah. And Jesus came to bring shalom to all of us. Um, and he can only do that because of what Kieran shared, because he was God and is God and mm. was the firstborn over all creation, and and uh is supreme and supremely able so yeah it's good stuff mm. man appreciate you sharing it
0: yeah i really i liked what you you said man about uh about jesus not using that position to lord it over us and again mm. you know when we talked last week in philippians about jesus not considering equality with god something to be grasped but humbling himself and mm. you know even to death um and that being the method through which you know that reconciliation happens that we can be made right with god yeah. um that's a beautiful a beautiful thing uh that jesus who didn't have to do that for us <laughs> chose to to go through that for our sake and out of love for us it's uh, an incredible thing to think that god did that you know
1: yeah yeah amen amen thanks for sharing <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of Schrodinger's episode. Kieran is or isn't married. Well, he is now because you're listening to this. But as we record, we're still gearing up for it. So we're going to go do that. Um, But don't worry, because we're coming back next week with a very special episode, which uh, is allowing Kieran to have a honeymoon uninterrupted. We're bringing back some (laughs) greatest hits of his incredible musical offerings in a radio show (laughs) style episode, which all the cool kids are extremely excited to listen to. So. Oh, yeah. We hope you enjoy that. We'll be back with our regular scheduled programming in two weeks time. But like I say, your podcast feed will not be lonely because we have a great slice uh, remix free music coming right up. So until then. See ya.
0: Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye. All right.